Do you remember ever decreasing circles? Good morning, everybody. Good morning if you're on podcast. Good morning if you've just arrived here. And for our regular... Hang on. That's the dog, by the way. I thought that was your <laughs> growler. <laughs> for the regular subscribers, what is going on here? Look at us. What is going on? <laughs> oh, dearing me. Who knows? Howard what... and Hilda. No, what's happened? What has Mark got on? Come on. Look at us both. He's got a fisherman's jumper on. I have. But guess what, guys? I bought him this for Christmas. And he's op he opened it, obviously, on Christmas Day. Oh, did I? And he's not worn it once. No, because it hasn't been today. cold in it has to be the right cold. Right. Now you don't know all of these things about this jumper. When he opened this jumper... Bing present, Crosby's jumper says Dawny Harvey. <laughs> when he opened the present, he went, oh, right. Like that. And he said, yeah, thanks. It's a fisherman's jumper. And then I, I was thinking... Knitwear you know, twinning. Yeah. Was... We always do this. We get dressed separately. And then we come down and we're like, how did we... we do you remember that time we were both the... wearing a pencil skirt? <laughs> we often will be wearing the same colour or the same sort of thing. Now... This jumper that you just casually opened and said, oh, thank you, it's a fisherman's jumper. I researched this jumper, okay? So this jumper is made of bamboo, oh. right? right? So you, these jumpers usually are so itchy, aren't they, and oh, heavy that you, that you take them off. you want to your own body. Right? So this isn't... This you is... look shockingly posh, says Natasha <laughs> Oh, I love a bit of posh. Yeah, I know you do, darling. Oh, say darling. Hmm? Say darling. Darling. Oh! <laughs> Say it again. So darling. Yes, darling. Tell them about my shriveled penis. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to clear up that rumour. We're not going to clear but up anything. That... There is no rumour. <laughs> but before that, what... you didn't know that I searched for a bamboo. Mark has a bump <laughs> for this. And Mark has one pair of socks. Right? No, I don't. No, you have many more pairs of socks, but he has a particular pair of socks that every time he puts them on, he goes, oh, my God, these socks. These socks are like nothing else. No, I say, let me what clarify. are these There's socks? There's a better Wait a element to this story. So, no, hang on. I am sent. Maybe you've got a different... I'm going to always take my end we of line. We approach the story Shush. in a back-to-front fashion. So I said... What's so special about these socks and where have you got? He goes, I don't know. He goes, I get sent a pair once a year, right? <laughs> Hashtag gifted. <laughs> so I said, I said, who sent you them? He said, I don't know. I just get these, this pair. I of don't know. I get this pair of socks. So I secretly search out this pair of socks, right? And it's from a company called... Bam. Bam. Now, hang on. Before we go bam, any further... Bam, thank did you, you Yeah. Did you touch the sock? I touched the sock. Was it as nice as touching my cock? I mean, oh, sorry, sorry, I said what I right, thought. Right, now you can't say I said say what that. I thought. Your thoughts aren't your feelings. Did you feel my thought? You are now doing this thing again. I'm trying to tell a story and you've gone off on one mm, and involved sorry. your penis in sorry. it. Sorry, I was thinking of the... Was it the Beastie Boys who put socks on their cocks? Anyway, go on. Anyway, yeah. so I searched the sock and it is this company called BAM. I don't know if any of you know it. Anyway, this isn't an ad paid for everything. So I felt this sock and it was like unbelievable. So I thought, oh, I wonder if they do pants. I wonder if they do pants. Anyway, ordered pants and socks, delicious. I thought, oh, he's going to be so happy, lovely. 
Anyway, so then I'm searching everywhere for the perfect fisherman's jumper that hasn't got an itch, Googling. And then I thought, bamboo! Did it hit you, bam? Bam! Look, Karen Rogers, I've got BAM socks. They're lovely. <laughs> they are so lovely, right? So I then searched and I Red found... Red chilli peppers. And guess you. what? They only do one fisherman's jumper and they do it in bamboo. And... That's Nicola. Oh, nothing like a they've rim. They've got a subtle... They've got a rim. ...cricket line. And now hang on, a cricket line has to be subtle. Too yeah. much cricket, and as you and can see, this isn't be too the, white. It's going to be for those the, of you listening to coffee moaning. <laughs> this is going to be utterly meaningless. Now you're sitting in a blue jumper. I'm sitting in a white jumper, um, oh. but I like it's off. I like the oatmeal colour. Yeah. So I found the perfect bloody jumper. <laughs> Jennifer Winter. It's a lovely Jennifer jumper. Jennifer Winter. It's a lovely jumper. I have to say, it really is. Stand up. Show them. I'm going yourself. to stand up and show myself. Walk over there. Yeah, Come back. <laughs> Mark! Oh my god, they're not fair! You just broken them! I didn't. What are you doing standing on those skis? Sorry, guys. Dina's coming at three o'clock today and you have just. Yes, no. get off them! If that breaks, then they're not skis worthy of fucking having. You can't just stand on skis! Of course you can, that's what you do! But I'm sure you there's a way left. I'm sure there's a way. That's of the point well, of a ski. You're going to have to buy a new pair. She's coming no. at three o'clock to get them. Oh. I'm scared. Alison Fisher, don't spill coffee on it, Mark. Are they no. supposed to make that sound when you stand on them skis? Yes. What? What possessed you? you? Everyone gets into We've skis. We've had those skis here for like months, and you decided to jump on them today. Sammy J Peach. So are they cooler being made of bamboo? Yes. I they're softer. I don't. They're cooler. No, no, that is the point. They're right. cooler. They, I've got some bamboo pyjamas from some... Oh, you know, my friend Donna May London, she sells them. And they are so lovely. So if you're like... I don't know if they sell them on this band place. But Dodo Dixon, yes, to clip your boots in. So calm down. I thought they'd snapped. In my head, a pair of skis is about £1,000. It probably isn't, is I think it? They're, probably, they're not cheap. They're not cheap. Hope she doesn't have the stapler when she arrives, as wildlife gardener <laughs> Tracy. Yeah, so do I. I hope she brings her staple remover. That'd be really nice to know that she's arrived with that. But the other thing is about bamboo is that it's very environmentally friendly. Mm. And it washes well. I've become a bamboo addict. Well, I won't be putting this in the dryer. The last jumper I put in the dryer came out like a, like a scarf. <laughs> put it in the dryer. Yeah. Anyway, and that, you know, that's as much as we're talking about things that shrink. <coughs> and before we move on, I'm just going to clear MT up. MT says they're between 800 and 1,000 pounds. Well, let's hope you haven't broken them. I haven't. I know. I'm so resolutely confident <coughs> that I haven't. Right. So, just to clear up a little rumour about Mark's penis. Hang on. This isn't a rumour. You said it. <laughs> and it wasn't... The, the bit that wasn't true was I wasn't naked in the, in, the, in the chalet. So, yesterday I had a bit of fun and I said that Mark was naked in the ski chalet... And because it's so cold in the ski chalet due to the snow, that Mark's penis was shrunken, right? Clearly a joke, because we're not in Switzerland and we're not in Austria. But he must have mentioned it 500 times to me yesterday. Well, no, you no, told man, everyone, no man, no man has to be shrunken, told they have an acorn. He said, you told everyone yesterday I had a shrunken penis in the ski lodge. I went, but anyone that believes that is going to be a maniac. I'm going to be naked in the, in the chalet for when Dina arrived. <laughs> As Dina said to him the other day, listen, 
you don't even know if you're circumcised or not. <laughs> so she goes, so don't talk to me about your penis. Well, no, that was when she was dressing as a penis. <laughs> to be fair, she was being blown up as a knob. We'll probably be taken off in a minute. Yeah, she was putting her feet. She was putting her feet into the testicles. These are your balls, she said. I'm thinking that these are your balls. I'm going to mush them up. If you're wondering what Mark is talking about, we have a family reality show, and through Christmas it's called Vlogmas, Mm. and my sister had to dress up as a penis. Neve says, at least it's big enough to shrink, bro. Am I right? I like the way. Let's just go back to the fact that that. that it did not shrink. It didn't shrink. It was. He was not naked. It was. It was important. No. I want to make an official statement. Mark was not naked in the ski lodge and his penis did not shrink. I have the most sensational image of the sea, ski lodge. Sea lodge? Sh- sh- chalet ski lodge. It was beautiful. You with your little furry hat on. You look so sweet. Do you sweet. want me to go back to your shrunken penis? No. Because that's how this started yesterday. <laughs> you can always take a little trip back. No, because there okay. wasn't one. Well, then that's... watch yourself. <laughs> All right. Okay, so Jeffrey. No, that doesn't feel right moving. Let's go to the traitors. Let's talk the traitors. Now... Someone, Danielle, just came on and said, have I missed the traitors chat? Guardian, TV reviewer, five out of five. Telegraph, exciting telly returns, five out of five. Um, we watched it last night. Who? Let's do a poll before we kind of jump in on this. Uh, can I just move your arm a touch, thanks. Uh, Nads, tell us about the traitors. So yesterday, we... we... Uh, to be honest, maybe when we went in with a negative feeling. Hang on, we haven't told them what we think. The last series, wait a minute, the last series, there was so much hype, wasn't there? And everybody was watching it. And my God, every single person said to me, God, you really missed the boat, you and Mark. They should have been doing it, should have been reviewing it. Everyone, yeah. even Lee was saying it, and he doesn't watch much telly. Yeah. So I suppose we felt a little pushed into it last night. So maybe we arrived negatively. But I right from I the very beginning. I arrived real excitement. Right from the very beginning, I was like, oh, my God, people were on trains. People were just smiling and laughing. It was like, I didn't realise there was all this fuss around it. I thought they were just in a room with a round table. Well, no, this was the setting up. This was getting the setting them all up, there. I didn't like it. But it took too long and I was like, oh, it felt so controlled by the producers and so but fake. everyone was being told to laugh. I mean, if you watch it, go back to the first 10 minutes of watching it and it's like a scene from hell. Every single person had clearly either been told to or in the edit they'd said only use shots of people laughing. showing their teeth and laughing insanely. What, what did it, did it, was that exactly the same as the last series or have they, often what can happen is a series does really well and then everyone puts their fingers in it and starts doing new things to it and deciding new things. Is that what's, is that what's happened? I don't mm. know. But anyway, we stuck with it. But if I'm honest, I went on my phone a lot. I was you were off. You were on your phone within the first two minutes. I stuck with it. No, I was listening. I know everything. No, no, that no, happened. no, no, no. I know, but you were. You I'm were, ready for it tonight. No, but you were a grazing viewer. You were on social media. I was media. not at all interested. You had your knickers off. You were just busy. You were busy Do doing. You, want to go back to the <laughs> you, know, you were busy doing other stuff, and um, I just thought, okay. And then it started to get into it. Now, okay. Well, a couple, of, a couple of things that if we'd have done a live reaction, I'd have shared with you. I found. Um, uh, what's her name? The woman. Zoe says it gets better, but I do know what you mean. What's the name of the woman with the fringe? What's her name? Claudia Winkleman. There was something about her that was a bit different last night. Mark time. started fancying Claudia I don't Winkleman. know what was. There was a certain sort of... He goes, ooh, hmm? she's nice. Ooh. There was something... She is very attractive. I think you don't... can't see her face. You always... No. There was a whole thing you said about how she's lost her fringe. Ish. No, she's cut it a lot. You can see her eyes. That's why you fancied her yesterday. I, I could see a human. 
all of those. There seems very to be... slow start. But listen to this. Hang on, but also so on... all, of, all of the links were ridiculous. On my stories, I was going, "Who's the producer of this?" I've just got to say, "Oh God, why?" Anyway, my friend DM'd me today, and he went. You know, you know the producer. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh fuck's sake! I should keep my mouth shut. He said, "No, that's what we love about you, Nadia. You never keep your mouth shut." Yeah, I mean, look, I'm, I'm sure, and I hope it gets better. I found, I found her very watchable, and then I didn't as she was She's walking very around. Do they do all this stuff of walking around with the kind of monk's habit? The monk's is that, habit is just was, too much. But then she was pretending to talk to the camera as if it was the. But now, look, I know. Look, God Almighty, we've all been in television for long enough to know that this is mainstream entertainment but it was done it i felt it was done for it was made for morons sorry i sorry i, I can't believe everyone talks so slowly like nobody can understand what you're going to be saying yeah. we are both fast talkers though maybe it's just not our energy what, i what, mean guys we, what are we, not we, we totally are coming from the position yeah. that we've got it wrong because yeah, everybody else loves, loves it, it. so we it. are going to persist with it but well, yeah. well, we're going to watch the second episode tonight. I know a lot of people didn't watch it because the darts was on last night. And unfortunately, the 16-year-old, is it Luke Littler or whatever his name is? He lost. But um, love the first series, Traitors, still to watch last night. I mean, obviously, you can't judge a series based on this episode. Uh, Reese, hi, Reese, Hope you're well. Happy New Year. Happy I think year. it's reflective of BBC One not being able to do a worthy follow-up or sequel to a well-liked show. I think it's the same issue with the second series of Jamie Dorman's The Tourist. Well, I like The Tourist, the first... Series. The, no, the first ten minutes is the tourist, the one where the the truck is driving ma madly through Australia. Do you remember? It was the first ten minutes. It was great. Oh yeah. And then it became the most mediocre drama I've ever think I think I've ever seen in my life. Here's the thing. I thought I could see how the characters. Th this is a reality show where the characters will become the thing, right? And I do seem to remember that all of the clips and all the viral stuff from the first series were people really losing their shit and feeling upset and betrayed and traumatised. Because, yes. of course, they start to tell there people... There was a good moment when that when that annoying, very sort of, she's on purpose being annoying, the older woman goes up and goes, are you a traitor to the yeah. woman at breakfast? I thought, oh, my God, she's going to throw an egg at her. Yeah, but for I example... Thought, oh, this could get interesting. So they had a little montage where they the producers were teasing us into thinking who's going to be the new invited traitor that they've all decided. So they cut have these cut of four of the possibles in their rooms. They couldn't have Labored. overplayed Labored. the knitting woman just, more. She was knitting in a chair. Yeah. She was knitting in her bed. She was knitting somewhere else. She was. I thought the owl was the best thing. Yes, I, I thought the, the owl, owl was, was the best thing. I thought the owl was fantastic. But are they playing I on the... I did like Claudia. I liked Claudia. Because I think she's been given quite a difficult task there. They're, 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 they've made a ladle, you know, just like ladle on. But we're going to stick with it. And we might, might, depends what's happening tonight, do oh, a live review afterwards. Shelley Silver, I love the first series, but once it's been done, it's been done. I watched last night's and I just couldn't connect. Uh, mm, interesting. Mm. Yeah, it's, it is about the characters. I have to say, the, I think Elaine the Denning says it's speed up. Nad, you'll love the psychology of it. Yeah. Oh, I'm okay. I tell you the bit that really annoyed... I, you were totally lost at the point that Claudia Winkleman was losing her voice shouting from the side of a lock. As they were all oh, sweet. Suddenly it felt like an away day I challenge. Was not, tell me they're not going to keep doing those challenges because I, I didn't like that. And then, of course, they had the kind of the shields of kind of immunity and all that. And I just kind of went, oh. Well, I'm surprised because you like shields and no, things. I don't, I don't you're like watching outward bound kind of team you do, building. You're quite shieldy, aren't you? I like, like shields. I love Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> and all that stuff. I love a bit of, yeah, but done well. Not, But you could hear Claudia Winkleman was losing her voice. She'd obviously been asked to shout. She suddenly went like a maniac. Suddenly went, well, she didn't get 
home. She was just like, for God's sake. I've the got... lock was a bit boring. Yeah, the lock. Really and also everything was on a long shot. So you're like, couldn't you see anyone. Yeah, yeah, so they were leaning on poor old Claudia oh, to give us the orientation. Oh, they do do challenges. Oh, do they? Oh, God. I hate a challenge. Shields helped to cover the shriveled penis. Natasha <laughs> 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 Tiram Ross for that. <laughs> Lovely detail. Has anyone seen an owl without feathers? Have you ever seen an owl? Yeah. Without, yeah. without it's feathers? It's called the... Bald-headed owl. No, 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 no. There isn't a bald owl. I'm saying, have you ever seen an owl without feathers? It's the oddest thing. Look it up online, guys, after this and tell me what you think. Yes, wish we'd watched the post office thing because I was really distraught by what happened to those people. Mm. We missed the post office thing. Was it a we drama or a documentary? Yeah, we should have watched And with that guy that we like, that actor uh, that we like, uh. that played... Um... Big, big TV show that's landing tonight is... Um, oh, my God, I've forgotten her name. The woman from Happy Valley. Sarah Lancashire as Julia. Um, there the chef. is a drama. On Sky. Yeah, Julia. She plays the chef. Is it, is it based on a famous chef? I don't know. It's a sort of nostalgic... Yeah, oh, Julia. not a drama drama. Yeah, drama. It's a drama. Nostalgic. Well, it's a drama. Is that right? No, it's not is it a called drama. Julia? Gritty drama. Yeah. Well, I think it is. Oh. It's series two. You went, it's nostalgic. Well, I, I don't know. Okay, all right, well, whatever. I anyway. Love her. I love Sarah Lancashire so much. She's one of my favourite actresses. Did you enjoy The Traitors? Oh. Majority oh, it's incredible, of you, majority fantastic Majority of you didn't. Drama. Majority of you didn't. ITVX, fantastic. What, is that? No, it's on Sky. Oh, sorry, the post office was an ITVX. Toby Jones, that's it. Thank you, Toby Jones. Oh, yeah, 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 Toby Jones. Um, yeah, I like <coughs> Toby Jones. I feel he's always Toby Jones, though. Um, you didn't sell it well, though. No, I didn't. I, know, I just saw that it was coming up tonight, Julia. That's it. Fool Me Once class series. Yeah. OK, look, I'm interested here, though. I thought we were going to get a resounding yes for enjoying The Traitors, but it's not. A slim majority of you didn't enjoy The Traitors. Mm. So, uh, the pups don't lie. I won't tell you about it now. It's a bit boring, but uh, I will tell you about it another time. Um, the coffee machine. Okay, so something that came up early this week that we were that came up again on Woman's Hour yesterday on Radio Four uh, is this suggestion that a woman, a young woman, um, uh, felt or believed, or the police are investigating a sexual assault that happened to a young woman who was in a, in a virtual reality with a virtual reality headset on. They were in the metaverse. And they were essentially virtually sort of sexually assaulted, jumped upon and um, sort of, well, assaulted. And so this has sort of kicked up a whole sort of debate and discussion around the idea of being young, as this article in The Times says, young, female and vulnerable, uh, rape, in inverted commas, in the virtual world, sexual assault. Now, I don't know whether any of you here are sort of au fait with... You know, gaming, as in gaming and streaming, it's a huge part of YouTube, isn't it? Some of the most popular YouTube channels are about gamers who stream and you've got these virtual worlds and metaverses, uh, avatars. You know, an avatar is your other self in the virtual world. You know, you can be someone else. You can, you know, there's that film, isn't there? Ready Player One that takes it to the logical kind of extension. Um, and this is this is an incident in which a young woman was found herself in a a sort of virtual gang rape situation. Now, obviously, she wasn't physically assaulted, um, but it just, it's kicked up a debate. And this is something that popped up last year, wasn't it? Um, that we kind of stepped towards, but then pulled away from, which was actually around child abuse. It. Yeah, <laughs> child abuse. And 
And what they call well, this, is shadow this case trauma. A young, isn't this case a young girl? Yes. And it's a gang, it's a gang, inverted commas, rape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's totally traumatised by it. Yeah. And, of course, all those questions come up, why don't you just take the headset, headset off. off, you know, yeah. and how, how real can it feel and all of this sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <clears throat> have you ever put on a headset and looked in, into I've it? I've never, I don't think I've, I don't think I've, I mean, I've played computer games and we have a set of VR, we have a VR set and we've used it to play a game, but I've never been online with others. So you're, my, my, you're only my, ever in a game. You my don't... only experience was putting it on, and I think they put this on Loose Women, and going down a... You did a... a what's it? I thought you did VR porn, didn't you, as well? A, no, no, we did a... Um, uh, Rollercoaster. Rollercoaster. I was screaming, properly screaming mm. for real. I just couldn't get my back. It was the most insane thing. Of course, then you take the headset off and there's this whole, like, feeling of realisation. Like, you can't... You could have left your sitting room ten minutes before and then you come back and you hardly know where you are. Mm. So I, I can completely understand that you could be, like in a situation that could feel so real, almost frozen to the spot. Mm, mm. Um, because apparently this can happen, because there's so many less women than men, aren't there, in this virtual mm, world. Mm, and mm, mm. Um, these attacks can happen very quickly, can't mm. you? can go very in and within minutes there could be a group around you and they're like, you know, shouting horrible sexual yes. things and da-da-da. So I can understand how you could be left feeling... Like it has happened, you know, like you can watch something sometimes and just be so deeply affected by what you've seen. I think, yeah, I think the idea so, that, yeah, look, I, I, I think there's one, can I just quickly say, there's just mm. one part of this that's very clear. It obviously isn't physical rape, yeah, and that can't be pursued as a, as a but it is sexual assault. And I think if but aren't they can moving be, towards a place where you can have a, a thing where it can feel like you've been touched? Well, yeah, no, you, you get the that's, sensation, but I mean, obviously, yeah. it's not invasive, it's not within the body. You so this, this, this girl had a sense that. She was being physically manhandled, and and you would get the buzzers, and you would get the sensors. So it's and her. Is it her avatar? So it would be. Yeah. So is she watching herself? Well, you can, I think you can. Have, you can. All of this depends on the settings of the game. The, right. the reason they haven't released too much information is it is an ongoing investigation. Right. So you can have that thing where you are the avatar, and your point of view can slightly sit behind your avatar, so and you can see your avatar. Faces. Yeah, and so they you can vibrate. Get a physical sensation. Oh, yeah, well, the ones right. that we've got to do that. So when you're going on the roller coaster, you hold the hand thing, and you're right. and all that kind of stuff. I think the thing about it is, Christopher Gundle, hi Christopher, I hope you're well. Um, like you say, it's, it's, it's crazy how quickly they make you lose what's, or sense of what's happening, happening to you. I'd have thought you could be so shocked by what's happening that you sit within it for longer or sit with it on for longer than you would like to because you're not entirely certain of what's going on. You can hear voices, you can hear the voices of people saying abusive stuff. I mean, I think it speaks to the same thing as being trolled or being harassed or being... You online know, sexual online abuse. Online sexual abuse. I mm. mean, yeah, you know. And so the, they're looking, they're flailing around, looking for how to how to even name this in the first place. Yeah. You know, what do you call it? So that's the first part. They've got to act very quickly, I think, before this is another one of those things where they go, oh, it's too far out the back. You know, there's going to be... There's got to be all sorts of controls put in place... Um, you know, a lot of people were saying, 
well, why do women go in? Just don't go into those areas. But it's like, oh, my God, what, like in the real world, like we have to constantly think about where we go and how we go and what we wear and what time we go out and whether we check with every, you know, inform everyone of where we're going to go. So what's what? there's a whole new world where we've got to do this in. I find it... I understand. I don't understand much about it. You know, we are just learning about it, literally, aren't we? We listened to interviews this morning, so we're very, very green on it. But I do have a sense of dread that this is going to be something. It's a bit like, you know, there could be a group of boys that would never in a million years think about getting together and raping a woman, right? Yeah. But is there not some danger if you can kind of act this out and play this out online? Mm. Desensitizing yet again, two steps removed because it's your avatar. That that's what really frightens me about it. Well, I think I think it's I think it's incumbent on the designers of the world and the creators of the world and exactly. the coders and the coders of the world that they ensure that certain language or certain things can't be said or can't be done. I mean, it is always I've always found it troubling that things like Grand Theft Auto or whatever <coughs> the game is, you know, back in the day, the fact that you can drive at people, you can run Get over points people, for killing young you, people yeah, and older people that you can assault and attack women. I mean, you know, I think it's more incumbent on the designers. I mean. There is obviously going to be a physical limitation, but I guess as things become more real, the, the capacity or the ability to traumatise someone, or, you know, we can, people can be traumatised by watching violent material or pornographic material or desensitised. And that's my worry. My worry is the fact that young men are being able to gather in a virtual space and indulge in behaviour that in the real world would see them locked up, but in Vicky the virtual Waiting world says, doesn't. enables you to act on intrusive thoughts, what we were Precisely. talking about yesterday. Precisely. People can have all kinds of intrusive thoughts yeah. that they're not going to act on. But if you give young people or any people or twisted people or any kind of person the chance to act out in safety... Mm intrusive thoughts like that i can't help but think that is a new mm. slippery slippery road of decline for us as human beings mm. and i do think <clears throat> we've shied away from oh god but actually we do all need to be talking about it and we do need to be questioning it and we do need to be demanding mm. that these huge tech companies who will have the complete ability oh, yeah. to stop any of this like in a minute, probably. Well, of course they um, do. I mean, the point is, is that we can see the speed with which all tech platforms of any variety can stop any copyright infringement within a nanosecond. I don't. I hate to draw this kind of political analogy. It's like Israel saying they can't be more targeted with Hamas in uh, Gaza, but they can, with precision, take out the head of Hamas in Beirut. Which so, they deny. Which they well, which they deny. But a whistleblower in um, in 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 uh, Washington has admitted was Israel. So mm. you know. Um, but the point being here is that they could do it within a nanosecond. They can do a copyright within a nanosecond. But the problem with all of this is there's a lot of money to be made with trolling and negative bad behaviour. There's as much, you know, so much of the traffic coming through uh, online is negative. And so if you were to remove that, a lot of these platforms would lose so much of their revenue. Exactly. Um, but I think, Tim Reed, you understand this very well. You know, I think it, it is that element of if you have no method of being able to sort of disturb or dilute or prevent men gathering, and not just men, but groups gathering online to be able to kind of bully, harass, even if it's not physical, it encourages, as you rightly say, intrusive thoughts. And at what point could that spill into the real world? I mean, the amount of times in the past, I've never 
personally believed that this was the only ever cause of someone causing violence. But the amount of times people have kind of done something bad and then pointed towards some kind of video nasty yeah. as kind of a, a reason for it. Sometimes <clears throat> I wonder whether that's actually lawyers seeking to, to kind of distance the culpability away from someone towards something else. Because there has to be something profoundly wrong with you if millions of people can watch a film like Child's Play and do nothing, but one person does. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of, I always find it a bit of a spurious argument. But at the same time, I think that, that pack mentality, the group mentality is what really worries me about this. The idea that you could have a group of youngsters encouraging themselves and encouraged in this virtual space isn't positive for them in the real world, is it? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so well, I just... we're talking more about it as we mm. learn more about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, someone's just gifted some gift. Oh, Tracy Ford, very sweet of you, has just gifted Thank 10 you, free Tracy. memberships. That's very kind of you. Uh, a pre recorded No Name Sunday show will be landing this Sunday. We're cooking uh, we're... some dishes straight after this, actually. Looking forward for it. to it. Yeah, yeah that'll be nice. Okay, so big news last night as we were drifting off to sleep was the Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein list the idea that some of the files that were kind of under lock and key have been kind of made public um in the uh Ghislaine Maxwell trial she I think it's partly to do with the fact that her counsel didn't put up an opposition to some of these names and details and files being released more are going to be released later this week there aren't any major surprises in the names that have come through yet. I mean, some of the names that have because come through... Because those names have been rumoured, but not we haven't had the actual... No, 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 no. Actual. But, I mean, Bill Clinton is, is on there, and there's a particular exchange which is particularly potentially, uh, you know, allegedly, you know, damning so far as there is dialogue and, 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 and copy and, and sort of, you know, evidence of dialogues and conversations that yes, were had about him liking young girls. Uh, there is also the suggestion that Stephen Hawking, was, uh, the astrophysicist or nu nuclear physicist, he, he was, you know, he attended underage orgies. Um, and Michael Jackson uh, was a, a visitor to the island. Um, Bill Clinton, obviously Donald Trump, um, and so, you know... And from what we've heard... And Prince Andrew, and <laughs> Prince Andrew again, uh, connected to another allegedly orgy situation. And what we've heard about the island, mm. you couldn't be on that island without knowing if what we've heard is true, mm. with literally young girls just draped and, and mm. all over the all over the shop. So, has anyone well, something I want to ask? I want to ask this question because obviously a lot of stuff is trotting around on the internet. I'd be really curious to kind of for someone to do a bit more interrogating into the whole connection between Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell, and the alleged connection they had with Mossad, yeah. Israel's um, you know secret service. Uh, you know, I think the inference I've seen in some quarters online is that perhaps there was a process of kind of honey-trapping major people in positions of huge political really? influence to get intel, a little bit like the suggestion is around Scientology, isn't it? They get a sort of, they get a sort of mm. huge portrait of you at the beginning. Yeah. They get stuff about you, and then they threaten to spill that into the public domain if you, if you query what they are. There seems to be a suggestion that there may be some kind of connection in all of this, because there was not only did Epstein die in curious circumstances... Um, but uh, also, so too did the. Was there the French um, fashion designer, or uh, who, who likewise was very closely involved with Epstein? He died uh, through suicide whilst whilst in prison too. So, are there, what these are rumours that this? I just wonder. I'd just be curious to know if 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 that connection is stronger. That you know, we could be looking at Epstein as a as a potential kind of operative, if you like. For the well, Israeli this is what's government. being said. These, these connections and suggestions have been made oh. that that perhaps 
But do you think that will ever be looked into? Uh, it, or just stay rumour? <laughs> Maintain rumour. Depends on the mainstream media, doesn't <laughs> it, really? Let's, let's see how the mainstream media deals with it. But as on someone... that, guys, if you follow Owen Jones, I've told you about him before on Instagram, but he also has a massive YouTube channel, 400,000 subscribers, and he is doing some great interviews because he's actually having people on and not putting them into the dock. He does actually let them speak, unlike his lordship, uh, Morgan, who yes. I just literally can't believe. that. Does he ever watch himself back and see what he's mm. like? Mm. So, um, yeah, follow him on, um, on YouTube. It's really, really interesting interviews with some incredibly smart people that know the Middle Eastern situation inside out. And I also think he's been very brave because very he's, brave. Been, sub he he's be been subject to, I would describe as, a, as a concerted online assault by some very well-known Zionist Israeli supporters. Um, and I think, you know, again, you know, the ability to try and silence him has been extreme. So Owen uh, Jones. Yeah, Owen Jones. Yeah. So, Owen so Jones. Go and have a listen to him. Yeah. Um, Subscribe Shay's channel. So because it is, what he's doing is giving another, the other mm, side as mm. well. So finally, um, just quickly, as we do towards the end of every live, um, if you're wanting to potentially move on from um, the Israel-Gaza conversation, it's your opportunity now to to sidestep but that. if you if are going much. off don't and you subscribe to the channel it doesn't cost you anything just click on subscribe and the notification bell if you're new here and it will it will the notification bell will let you be informed mm. it will inform you when we are going live because we don't have a very rigid time so it's nice to know um so a couple of news stories, obviously, around the Israel-Hamas war. Obviously, there are the explosions in Iran. Jury's out on the exact uh, cause of that or who's responsible for those, those explosions. There is the suggestion from certain whistleblowers that the Hamas operative or the Hamas leader that was taken out in Beirut, this allegedly uh, was an Israeli move, though the White House are strenu strenuously denying this. Um, I think one of the big news stories is South Africa's um, claim uh, of genocidal intent that they're bringing against Israel uh, in the uh, International Court of Justice. Um, and the interesting thing here is that Israel are going to be defending themselves, um, you know, their signatories. What does that mean, defending themselves? Well, they're not going to do that any thing. any country? Well, they're not going to... Well, no, because I, I don't know if you've noticed that every single thing the United Nations says, Israel sort of literally doesn't listen to or tend to or even is part of, other than voting against. So it doesn't even seek to kind of explain itself. It just dismisses. Um, and so I think any country, this isn't just about Israel, any country that just dismisses... Well, they when could... When you say defends itself... Well, they, they could have just decided to not even recognise the authority of this. Oh, they could I have just see. said, yeah, okay, okay go oh, there, and right. whatever judgment you come... Because nothing, once again, whatever judgment this, this International Court of Justice... But it will make things deeply uncomfortable. Because so, it will, it will have pushed. So they're recognizing the international court precisely, of law by precisely. defending themselves, and right. I think by defending themselves, it's a high risk venture because, obviously, you know, there's been the, a lot of language that that is yes. genocidal language, and this is why the the challenge that South Africa are bringing is genocidal intent regarding language and uh, practice in you know in terms of how the strategy and how they've been sort of enacting that the act of self-defence in, um, in, which was self-defence to begin with. You know, th this is the point we've always said long and hard. You know, everyone has the right to self-defence, of course, uh, even if what has happened has happened within a continuum of a historical conflict. 
But, you know, that self-defense can't just keep going on. If someone hit, I'll use the analogy again. Someone hits you suddenly in the face in the pub, and that's, that's the analogy there is Hamas hits Israel in the pub. Of course, you're going to turn around and smack them or defend yourself. But if you stand outside the pub repeatedly punching them and everyone they know to a pulp, then it becomes premeditated. And anyone that's ever walked past them. And it begins to reach beyond self-defence. And when you are saying this is going to continue for another year... That's not self-defence. That, that's not self-defence. Yeah. Um, so... And uh, when you are saying cutting deals, trying to cut deals with Africa, mm. the Congo now apparently, they are trying to get a deal with the Congo, but they pay the Congo to take the Palestinians to go and live in the Congo. Well, this is one of I the mean, most outrageous developments, I, I, I think, in the whole story. I was outraged by that last is night. Is the idea, is even the idea that it could be said without being challenged that due to the humanitarian crisis, I put this on my stories last night, due to the humanitarian crisis that has been, OK, everyone can have a debate on, well, it was Hamas that started this and did it. OK, well, let's even get past the first month. But the humanitarian crisis has been made infinitely worse by the continued campaign of Israel. By cutting off electricity, by cutting food, off by, by yeah. destroying by, the healthcare system, by disallowing any aid to get in. Exactly. And then by telling the entire population to move south, move east, move north, move west. And then bombing, and then bombing wherever them. they go. The point here is to then say that it's incumbent on all the other nations of the the world world or surrounding nations to look after them in a passive-aggressive process of gaslighting the nations around. No, the most humanitarian thing to do here is a ceasefire. It's not asking other countries, because that is about ethnic cleansing and displacement. We we plan for about 100 to 200,000 Palestinians to be left, and then other countries must absorb this humanitarian crisis. So you literally just say... Imagine you're Palestinian, you're being told you've got to go and live in the Congo. Imagine somebody came to you now and said, you know, it's a bit of a ruck, and they said, OK, well, you're going to go off now and you're going to go and live in, in the Sudan. You know, so, it, it's literally the world has to go nuts about So, this. Natasha Milchin, guys, you're confusing revenge and defending ourselves against future attacks which had, had been promised. To the Palestinians, it's not even about future attacks. It's an occupation. So you know, let, let's deal with that first. You can't... The problem here is, Natasha, you start always, it seems, from the point that it's about the promised attacks from Hamas without recognising that from their perspective, or the Palestinian perspective, this is occupied territories and settlers are taking over their land gradually, mm. encroaching West Bank is quite all the time. So if you've got that policy, and then if you've got yeah. the language, incendiary language that's coming out of Israeli ministers or mayors and government officials... You've got to understand that that's then why they feel there's an element of needing themselves to defence too. But what I would ask you, Natasha Milchin, is this. If anyone was to say to, you know, the population of Israel or to the countries of America, America, take everyone from Israel, take everyone from Israel now, that would be seen as an act of ethnic cleansing the area and genocidal intent. Why is it not the same when it's being said of the Palestinian Imagine if population? the Palestinians said it about the Israelis. Well, whenever, it's just not on. We're not saying you're pretending that Hamas have never said that Israel shouldn't exist. Of course, whenever anyone Jordan, says that, it's wrong. Jordan, where my father is from and where he is right now, can like literally hear the bombs from where they are. You know, Jordan and Egypt are saying, we are not going to open our right. borders for a reason. And the reason is Palestinians want to stay in Palestine. Kane, you ask a question that I think you think is a bit of a killer question. Why do other Muslim countries surrounding Palestine not want to help take them while this is ongoing instead of leaving borders shut? Because they will never exactly be allowed back. Why. 
They They've got millions in Jordan. Three million. Over in three Jordan, million in Jordan. In refugee camps. They will never be allowed back in. Passports. Without passports. This is what people don't understand. They are a state, they are a homeless people. And if Jordan Jordan is a small country, they can't take anymore. And the thing is, if they do take anymore, a hundred percent those Palestinians will not be allowed back. Natasha, please answer my question about what would happen if the same was said of Israel. Please answer my question on that. And in terms of my question also, Kane, they would not be allowed back, back. in. They will not well, be not, allowed. There's millions of them but they now. will live. What about their homeland? If that was said to an Israeli population, you will live, but go and live somewhere we'll else. Go and live in a tent. It would be called with, ethnic cleansing. With, I don't understand how you can't no see this. With no passport, right? No ability to work. The pressure on Jordan of having those millions of refugees is enormous. It's affecting the very fabric of their society. It is not right for people to be pushed out and to live in refugee camps. It's not fair. I mean, it's hang on, just hang not. On, hang on. You do not. You do not guilt trip other Muslim countries into looking after the population that you are displacing. It would be equivalent to, let's say, Egypt invading Israel and saying to America, "Take everyone from Israel." It wouldn't be tolerated. It's not it would to- be and wrong. It shouldn't be. And it shouldn't be. It would be wrong. It would be wrong in Don't every it, way. For any country to say, right, you, every other, all these people, da, 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 we'll pay, just take them. It's complete dehumanisation. It's saying that your roots are nothing. The fact that you have a home, the fact that your children have, have friends, the fact that they love their school, the fact that total dehumanisation. You're going to go to the Congo... Seriously? Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. anyone Kane, Kane, sorry, I'm really interested in this. Where is your mental... I don't understand. So while they wait on a ceasefire, they die because they have to stay there. So who should stop their actions? Are you saying that you remove everyone from Palestine rather than calling for a ceasefire? Yes, that is what people are saying. Wow. And how? imagine that the other wow. way around. the other way around. What would imagine that be called? Imagine that the other way around. What would, what would we call that? What would we call that? Begins with a G. And it would be wrong. It would be wrong. Either way, Pete, it, it's, it's like sometimes I think, I feel like I'm going mad. It's a global <laughs> gaslighting. It's like, it can anybody global, else see how unfair a, that is? It is a global gaslighting by not an entire nation, but a government of narcissists. That's what's going on here. It's, it's frightening. It's frightening, the illogicality. And I have to say it, the crass stupidity at the heart of some of the thinking it it's crass stupidity because how can you not go how would that feel for me and i tell you how people can do it because arabs because brown skin the brown skin is the problem here people with brown skin are not as human as people with white skin I was talking earlier on Instagram. When I was growing up, I used to apologise for my name being so difficult. I used to apologise all the time because it was so difficult for people to say it. I grew up thinking, wow, we have to be, you know, it's not right. I've no anger to that. I said it's just different times. But the more and more life goes on, I go, oh, my God, actually. Actually, people really do. Think of these people, of the Arabs, of brown-skinned people... 
And of course, black skinned people know that way. So wait, wait, way, 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 way on crack. They know that. How Just listen to some of Netanyahu's but, observations on people of colour. But people don't, we know that of black skin. We know how people think, but people don't fully understand that of the brown skin either, I'm telling you. Mm. If you can say you can just pick up your, well, not even your belongings, because there aren't any, and just go to the Congo, that means you don't see those people as human beings. Friendly Park. You just see them as an irritant. Friendly Park. So, guys, is Gaza untouchable? Uh, Have a look at some of the images. I think you can see it's been pretty touched. It's about enough is enough. It's about enough is enough. It's not that anywhere in the world is untouchable, but right now, Israel would have you think they're utterly untouchable. It's... How have we got to a place where it's all right that we're saying now, what is it, nine, ten thousand children are dead? How many are left with not a single member of their family? A thousand children, now more, having that have had amputations with no anaesthetic. How are we just like... How are we just, like, moving on with that? Imagine if we heard today that there was a child in Croydon Hospital that the NHS had fucked up so badly that there was no general, no anaesthetics and they had to have their leg amputated by anaesthetic. We would be marching in the street. There would be carnage. Absolute carnage. Now, is that because that would not be a brown or a black-skinned leg? That's what we have to ask ourselves because there is a real fucking imbalance here. Pick up your stuff and go to the Congo. Total imbalance. And that's totally fine to say that. Totally. It's, it's, uh, I just, I, I get so upset because I just want everybody to just understand that what we're doing is here, we're dehumanising hmm. to such a degree. A whole people can just be moved. Hmm. And, and, and... I haven't seen anything about that. I'm not seeing any anger on mainstream media. I can't even have a conversation with anyone I know about it. Nobody's engaged in it at all. Natasha Milton, we love your presence, but I do think sometimes you need to answer some of the questions rather than just keep asking the next question. Uh, what would you do if the same language was being used about removing uh, the Israeli population to other friendlier states? If somebody says... Just, just, just start, answer that question. Maybe do it underneath this once it's uploaded because I'm just fascinated to know what the rationale is there because that's the language that incendiarises Muslim countries. Because if it's said of the Jews, quite rightly, it would be seen wrong. as... And uh, we'd be uh, standing you know, here yeah, saying it's, it's, that you know, with as much passion. And when Hamas... And when right. anyone says there shouldn't be a two-state solution, there shouldn't be an Israel, it's wrong. No one is sitting here saying there shouldn't be Israel. But... Lots of Israelis. If it's wrong to say there shouldn't be Israel, it's wrong to say there shouldn't be Palestine, and the rest of the world should absorb these people that have lived there for centuries and just date them. Yeah, that that's wrong. We have to we have to recognise if one is wrong, it's wrong either side because all humans, as far as I'm concerned, are equal. Every single human across the world is equal with the same feelings and desires to live and to love and to progress. Every human being wants that. Every human being oh, wants their oh, family safe. Hang on. We have an answer. Natasha. Natasha. If we were being... What did you say? If we were being bombed, we would take the right or want the right to move to another country. But as you, as you tell us, and as many people do, you are being bombed all the time. You are, I thought you were being bombed. I thought the... I, I thought, I thought so missiles were coming... So if you're being bombed, anyone that's being bombed should move country. That doesn't make sense to me. 
I think the other, the other problem, that, just finally on this, the other problem that's crept into this whole debate is, it's almost like there's an unwillingness in... I'm really refreshed when I hear, I can think of someone I know through someone else who is Jewish and, and has family in Israel. And they were very supportive, obviously, of Israel's right to self-defense, very, um, as were we, we were empathetic, everyone understood that, but have over time adjusted their position and gone, do you know what? Actually, the outcry, the outrage, and the injustice that has crept into this is so wrong, I can't sign up to it. I think it's really important and it's really refreshing when people come into these things from a blind position of just supporting whatever Israel does and therefore finding a way of just always retrofitting and solving and, and justifying what they do, to actually look at it and go, why are so many reasonable people upset and distressed by this? Could there be something here that, that we isn't just have to going, investigate that we should further, maybe interrogate, self-awareness? That we discuss a bit more. It's so rigid, this idea. Is enough? Surely we've done... I mean, look at the pictures of, of Gaza. Come on. You're not going to get all of Hamas. You can't. It's an idea. It's a feeling of resentment, which is going which will have got bigger through this. Mm. Natasha Milton, no one's trying to catch you lying. No one has said that. I'm talking about the fact that whenever one asks a question, another question comes back. There are so many questions one can keep asking from both sides, but until you have a discussion, until we all have a discussion... Mm, and it's good to have a discussion. We, we love look that. look at all sides of yeah. this and understand. I mean, what, so what you've said is interesting. If we were being bombed, we would look to... Do, but but as I understand leave. it, you, you've often said here, you've had huge sympathy, we have huge sympathy for you. You say that the missiles are coming all the time. So in that case, do you know what I mean? It, but you wouldn't want to move now and you're not moving now. So, and that's understandable because it's your country. And it's understandable for the Palestinians because it's their country. Yeah. So. Anyway, it's a hot topic. It so, is a blooming hot topic that will continue on and on, sadly, especially as the Israeli government have told us that this war is going to go on for at least another year. Yeah. So it's very, very frightening and we have to keep talking about it and we have to keep putting pressure and we have to keep you know, doing whatever we can to keep this in the news because there is something truly, truly horrible happening. And it makes us all vulnerable because that is a very, very fragile part of the world. Mm. And this is just getting crazier by the day. Mm, 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 mm. You know, we don't want a bloody war with the whole of the Middle East, do we? No, we don't. No, we don't. That's mm. not going to be good. <laughs> exactly. Um, but thank you. You know, we love to have discussion. We love to have debate. You know, as long as we're always polite with each mm. other, that's what we like about this channel. That is what we want more for the world. That's like what we need, isn't it? Mm. We Absolutely. can get passionate. We can get upset. We can share ideas. We can go back and forth. That's a good world. Erin Bullimore, levelling a country will not get rid of terrorists. You only make more. Anyone looked at Afghanistan lately? Good example of what I'm talking well, about there. Well, look at the war on terror. How well did we do with that? I mean, ISIS, is, ISIS was just, you know, it, it's the radicalisation mm. that, that will be happening. We want, be. we want the safety of everyone. A channel without debate is an echo chamber. Yeah, and a channel without debate is an echo chamber as long as that debate is is with respect and courtesy, which it yeah. is always with Natasha. So here's the thing. Um, you know, this is all about um, a government's policy. This is about, and about a specific type of government. It's a very right-wing government. You know, when America does things, you know, it struck me the other day. 
often people will say things like, you know, we, everyone travels to America, everyone loves America and what they do and all this kind of stuff. But at the time that Trump was there, you hated American policy. We, oh. You know, people hated Trumpian policy. Yeah. But it didn't mean you were anti-American. It oh, meant God, you were anti-Trump. No. So I think by the same extension, if we can... It's like, you know, people are like, whoa, we didn't like the UK when Thatcher was there. It didn't mean you hated Britons. And when people say, I can't stand Britons, I don't sit there going, ooh, you horrible... Per-. I just think, fair enough, you probably don't well, like what, what we're doing in what the What did I say yesterday when all the news came out of, like, Lebanon and everything. What did I say to you yesterday? I said, my God, imagine being an Israeli, how terrifying this is. I said, I feel so bad for them Mm. because I think he is like a maniac, Netanyahu, Netanyahu, and he's doing such dangerous things that could bring them so much trouble. I was like, if I was Israeli, I'd be so scared. I'd be feeling so vulnerable. My sympathy is for human beings and my passion is that we are all the same with the same desire to live and to love, and you've got to see past people's bloody skin colour. I want to hear from more liberal politicians in Israel, who, and I know they are there, but you just don't hear them in the press, who are challenging Netanyahu, because I feel that Netanyahu is is cornering Israel and making Israel's position in the Middle East very, very precarious. And it's Netanyahu who's doing that, not the existence of Jewish people, not, you know... um, uh, you know, uh, you know, extremists. You know, within the Netanyahu is pursuing a policy that is alienating more. Terms, That's not to say it? that that alienation wasn't terms. already there. But again, that alienation, you know, between Muslims or the Arab world and Israel, it does have a historic contingent, and we can't. We can't, and I'm sure you agree with this, Natasha, you can't look at this problem and pretend it's not historical. You yeah. just can't. Natasha, did you, how did you feel yesterday after, you know, the Lebanon situation in Iran? Did you, did, has that left you feeling more vulnerable? Because I, I really, honestly, I was saying to Mark last night, I feel so, I feel so, and I actually did mention, I said, God, I wonder how mm. Natasha feels. Mm. This is really mm. scary. Mm. Because he is, he is poking every, um, Hasn't been aggravated by this. How about this as another possible approach to it? 
maybe they're showing, uncharacteristically, you could argue, historically, maybe they're showing some restraint here. Because they know what, because they they know what it will the, mean. the hounds of hell. But no one's going to compliment the head of Hezbollah, and no one's going to compliment Iran, are they? But maybe of all the people in the region right now, they're going, mm, we step yeah, forward in this, it's all going to go peaked on in, in a much bigger uh, way. Natasha, because what, what, we were talking about this last night when we were watching the news, is it, it with that poking of the, you know, the bear situation, which of course they denied doing any of it, was... Has that really angered the Israeli people that they feel that Netanyahu is putting them at more in a more vulnerable position? Is that is 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 that the kind of conversation that's going on? Mm. Um, because I I I part of me I suppose it's naive, innocent, just so hopeful, just so desperate for anything to make this all stop. I said I wonder if this could be so difficult for the Israeli government that actually the Israeli people put such pressure on them mm. to stop because they're sick of living under such I'd have fear. Thought, I'd have thought there is a really difficult... Correct me if I'm wrong, Natasha. I'd have thought that for many humane, you know, non-Netanyahu-supporting Israelis, you're in a really sort of, and I don't use the word in a light-hearted fashion, schizophrenic situation where I would have thought you are feeling two things. One, frustration with your government for potentially making this a bigger problem than it... It always is a problem, Spanning but it's it. made it even mm. more intense, the hate more, etc., etc. So you've got how your government's managing it. But then, of course, you've got the very natural, and this is something that I'm totally acknowledging, Natasha, you've then got the, 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 the defending yourself against mm. another enemy that has been aggravated by your government, but you're also defending yourself. So, you know, it's like... We could all sit there and go, well, so, so so say Germany had invaded us and we were to go, well, actually, our government, our foreign policy was what made it happen. And it's, you're still going to defend yourself against yeah. Germany, aren't you? So, yeah, because yeah, you're still you've been yeah. put into that position. Yeah, so I get it. I get that that's a kind of problem. Natasha says, I would say the opinions are divided. Scares me, but some will be proud. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, BB. Mm. Mm. And a former a former Israeli president or prime minister was also on the Epstein list as well. Was it Rick Rick Zack? I can never remember his name. Rick Zack. Mm. But yeah. Anyway, pray for peace. Absolutely. Pray Thank for you, peace. Bellino. All these people scared in that region. It's just it's just bloody horrendous. Natasha, is that on? Is that spot on, Natasha? Everything you've just said. But is that? I mean, I you know, see again. You know, we I sit there and I think, God, this. If I was Israeli and I and I felt what I was feeling. You know, I was reading a report the other day about how Gazan families could hear the music from the festival, from the Palestinian sympathetic festival goers. This is the tragedy at the heart of all of this, is that, you know, many of those people at the festival on October the 7th were supporters or were, you know, compassionate towards the Palestinian cause and that Gaza, Gazans' families could hear the music from the festival. Mm. And so, the you know... A really dark part of me sometimes wonders when people ask questions, quite valid questions, around the scale of the police presence and everything that was there, you know, what happened there? What happened there, you know? It's just curious. It just seems like how many questions we get, how many yeah. answers we get, we get more questions. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, Natasha, thank you ever so much for your, your, your aspect and angle on this. Obviously, incredibly privileged, in a sense, to have your... You're, and also, you know, we respect and appreciate the fact you're staying power because you know where our, essentially, in terms of global politics, where our cultural sympathies lie, if you like. But understanding, the only way this can be solved is through understanding mm. and everyone sitting at the same table and talking. Mm. And, good, and you are part of what I suppose the hope is, mm. that you sit with people that are clearly, you know, our, our, our passions and our heart are with the Palestinian situation at the moment. 
Um, ultimately, it is with all human beings. I don't want you. I don't want anyone in Israel to be suffering fear and terror and all these things. Yeah. But um, the fact that you stay and you talk is what mm. the future is. What oh, is the only answer in that? Book. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Reese Roberts, the key to any civility is being able to question and criticise your government and its leaders. And the sordid view that citizens should be subjugated to government's viewpoints unequivocally is just so wrong. Because otherwise, it's not a democracy, right? Um, Where Natasha, is there a real thank democracy? You. Well, exactly. It's all a con. Uh, anyway, guys, look, have have a good day. That took a very Stay intense safe. term. Stay safe. I love that. That, that was, was good. really. We got some that of our good. feelings out. So yeah. Stay safe, my lovelies. And we might be doing a live after. What's that show called? Oh, traitors. The traitors. Mm, okay. <laughs>